0: Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myths and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, welcome to Flashback Friday, another one of my favorite episodes where I discuss Taoist breathing techniques. Just as a reminder, make sure you visit the links below to keep up with the events from the Learn Feng Shui podcast. I was inspired to kind of look more into this topic after listening to one of my own favorite podcasts called Mysterious Universe. They covered a book called Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art. In which it's all about breathing techniques, specifically breathing through your nose rather than breathing through your mouth. They included a quote from the book and it was called, um, it didn't specifically say which text it was from, but it just said the Taoist text actually states here that the breath inhaled through the mouth is called Ni Qi or adverse breath. And it states to be careful not to have your breath inhaled through your mouth. So I Wanted to do a little bit more digging on this and see exactly what the, um, you know, the ancient Eastern people had to say about it. So I found a great website called YMAA.com, which I'll also link to in the show notes. And it covers some different breathing techniques. So today it's all about Taoist breathing techniques. So again, from YMAA.com, uh, the article entitled Taoist Breathing Techniques, here it states That Taoist breathing exercises are designed to activate the diaphragm muscle, expand the lungs, and invoke the body's innate relaxation response. And it states here there are four major types of breathing used in Taoist practices. It is a common knowledge that eating a healthy diet, exercising regularly, is needed to have a healthy and strong body. Without exercise, the general condition of the body suffers. Without a diet, we lack the calories and nutrients we need for physical and mental health. However, air is arguably more important than diet and exercise because we work hard to earn money to buy food or work hard to grow food. We have to learn to value food, but air is free. And so it's kind of forgot the importance of it. But as we go longer without food and water, then we can go without air. So breathing along with digesting, sleep patterns, blood, and lymph nodes, it's part of your body's cyclic pattern, but it's often overlooked and rarely practiced. Taoist breathing exercises are breathing practices designed to activate the diaphragm muscles, expand the lungs, and invoke the body's innate relaxation response. There are four major types of breathing used in Taoist practices. These are natural breathing, reverse breathing, Dantean breathing, and embryonic breathing. These breathing practices can be used on their own as well as in spiritual meditation practice or used to complement your martial arts training, allowing you to reach a deeper level of mental and physical health. The first one described here is natural breathing. It says, natural breathing describes the type of breathing that we typically use throughout the day. This is the type of breathing when you inhale, your diaphragm contracts and pulls downward, pushing your belly out and the lung expands. Exhalation is a passive act. So on the exhale, the body diaphragm relaxes back up into a dome shape, air leaves the body, and the belly contracts inwards. The breath should be slow, deep, fine, and even. This allows your body to take in more oxygen and release more carbon dioxide. This leads to many health benefits, the lowering of blood pressure, slowing of heart rate, and faster elimination of toxins. The next is reverse breathing. Reverse breathing gets its name because it is, in many ways, the reverse of natural breathing. To try to reverse breathing, exhale deeply, contract your abdomen, and fill the upper part of your lungs. So when you exhale, you push your abdomen out and drop your breath within your body. Because of the decrease of pressure of your lungs and increase of volume, the diaphragm will move down. So consequently, the organs in the abdomen will be contracted. Everyone has used this type of breathing, whether or not you're conscious of it, is the way we instinctively breathe when we push something heavy. The breath moves vertically up and down within the body like a pump. Interestingly, doing reverse breathing, the breath also moves horizontally, moving backwards and forwards inside the belly during exhalation. A common Taoist technique is to imagine a pearl moving back and forth. I find reverse breathing a useful technique to use before meditation practice. It's important that you never let it become your natural way to breathe. Over practice and incorrect practice of reverse breathing can actually lead to medical problems, it says. I would not recommend this to anyone with high blood pressure to practice reverse breathing. While I'm not a medical professional, I was taught that exerting too much downward pressure on the lower abdomen can actually cause hemorrhoids, and too much upward pressure in the stomach can contribute To acid reflux problems. Techniques like moderating the amount of force used and lifting of the pelvic floor can be used to prevent straining the breathing muscles. So it's important that any advanced breathing technique be learned and practiced under the supervision of an experienced teacher. The third is Dantian breathing. The Chinese word Dantian literally means cinnabar field. Cinnabar refers to mercury sulfide, a toxic metal that early Taoists used to make medicine. Dantian is usually roughly translated as elixir field since the Chinese name means that a valuable energy center, a place where something valuable and medicinal can be cultivated. Although there are considered to be three major Dantians in the body, the Dantian we are talking about for Dantian breathing is the lower Dantian, a major energy center found slightly underneath and behind the navel. Dantian breathing describes when the lower back is incorporated into deep breathing practice. For this type of breathing, the mind focuses on the dantian, and the chest stays relaxed, while the abdomen and lower back expand on the exhale, and contract on the inhale. There are very important acupuncture points on the lower spine called the gate of life, which can be stimulated by dantian breathing, as can the kidneys. Daoist medicine tells us that the kin- kidneys are stimulated, the entire body's vitality and energy level will improve. The next one is called embryonic breathing. Embryonic breathing is sometimes called stopping the breath. But it's important to differentiate that stopping the breath actually does not mean to hold the breath. There are several Taoist practices that involve holding the breath to increase lung capacity, but embryonic breathing is actually a bit different. Embryonic breathing means that your breath feels like an effortless internal movement. Your breathing is so natural that you're not aware that you are breathing, like a newly formed child in the womb. When I practice this type of breathing, I find that my spirit and breathing become aligned. I become less aware of myself sitting there. I become present in the moment, and I am only aware of the breath. This is a very useful type of breathing for meditation. Focusing the mind too sharply on your breathing can prevent the naturalness of the breath needed for embryonic breathing. So instead, the diligent practicing of this technique, I find it more useful to let it happen naturally. If you use one hand to hold a feather under your nose while practicing this type of breathing, it won't move. Your breathing is calm and subtle. Embryonic breathing is also called ni hu si, meaning internal breathing. Qi and the Martial Arts. Soldiers in China, singers and external martial artists often practice chest breathing. This involves breathing practice that expands and contracts the chest and the ribs and develops the strength of the upper lungs. The practice of yelling or exhaling qi through the mouth when practicing martial arts also practices the qi of the lungs. And so if you'll notice, of course, when martial artists practice, they usually yell some sort of... um, Expletive when they're um, punching, so they'll yell, you know, hiya or kia or something. They'll, they'll usually do um, something like that, and that's because they're taking in their breath and they're pushing all their power out, and they're doing their punches and their kicks. These types of breathing are not typically part of Taoist or internal martial art practice. The Taoist conception of the body tells us that chi, or intrinsic energy, in the body moves upwards. We believe that practicing chest breathing encourages this tendency. When the chi in the body is raised, it is best to do your jumps and flips that are common in the external arts. However, if the chi in the body is high, the person will also feel unsettled, like a tiger in the cage, and they'll have a bad temper. And the internal arts of the chi of the chest is compared to fire and a tiger. The chi of the stomach is compared to water or a dragon. The traditional Taoist practice involving the grounding of qi low within the body instead of raising it. When the energy of the chest and the energy of the belly are able to mix, it's called mixing fire and water. As everyone knows, when fire and water are mixed, they create steam. The steam qi creates more energy of the body, and this type of metaphor is common in Taoist internal art practices, where the body is compared to a crucible or Um, a stove, it says, for making medicine, where fire and water create steam and uh, it creates more qi. So the role of the mouth in internal arts also relates to the Confucian and Taoist theory. Confucian taught us that the mouth is the source of many problems. Apparently, the Chinese, it says we have a traditional saying, meaning that trouble exits the mouth and sickness enters. This refers to problems that Say, uh, you know, saying the wrong things you're eating and drinking unhealthily can cause these, these issues. However, the mouth is also necessary for preserving life. Ideally, it should be for nourishing qi, which means when we eat and drink, we should do so in a way that brings energy to our body. Taoism teaches that too much can exhaust the body's energy and vitality. This is why all religions have practices where people actually will take a vow of silence. When I first learned these techniques, I tried them out by walking through the outside walls of the temple with my mouth wide open. I found that I got tired a lot easier. This is something you can actually try for yourself. It also states that preventing excess energy from exiting the mouth spans the Taoist meditation and martial practices. For this reason, I was taught that it is bad to expel breath through the mouth when you're practicing. The reason for this is because the energy and breath in the body should be conserved. And if too much chi is exiting from the mouth, it will weaken your punches and you will tire more easily. Also, if you're making loud noises while you're practicing, it's become self-conscious about the noises you're making and how loud they are. So many people have found that they feel a little bit embarrassed that they're making noise around people. And when this happens, your mind may be drawn away from where it should be. It said that the internal martial arts we use chi when we practice. This is important to remember that chi does not mean breath. Rather, qi refers to material energy of the universe. It is the air we breathe and the food we eat. It is given to us from our parents before birth and taken in during our interactions with people. Qi refers to anything intangible but perceptible, things you can feel easier than see. However, it's easy to think of qi as an energetic substance. It's also correct to think of as a process. In Chinese medicine, qi is most commonly defined by not what it is, but what it does. This is similar to the conception of energy in modern physics, where matter is described as having interconnected physical and energetic qualities. Qi is that which warms, raises, and harmonizes us, as well as a process by which things are warmed, raised, and harmonized. This energy works in many ways, creating movement and nourishing the body. Nourishing your body's Qi can be done by practicing breathing techniques meditation, eating, drinking nutritious foods, and also keeping up healthy relationships and working on creating a clean environment, which really all does tie into the concept of feng shui and your even your personal energy. The article also says when a martial artist uses qi to refer to a process, for me, this process begins By keeping the breathing in the body low and emanating force through the entire body. When I practice, I breathe deeply into the abdomen and fill the dantian. When I emit force, I am breathing out from the dantian through the nose, which lets air out slower than the mouth. Hence, avoiding letting out too much chi. While the mouth mainly exists for the intake of nutrients, the nose was designed to be the main organ of respiration. The dantian is also kept full on the exhale and my mind is focused on using the chi and strength from my lower body and waist. In this way, the whole body movement is used. This means using the legs, Dante, and the waist area to emit force and keeping the mind focused on where the force is going. The mind, breathing, and body are all in harmony. When the bi- body and mind are synchronized, the chi of the body will harmonize your movements naturally. I highly suggest you check out the YMAA.com website. They actually have a great website, and it really is geared more towards that, you know, like Qigong practices, martial art practices, and what is called the mountain um, study in in the the Chinese metaphysics. So um, I know I've covered this before, but... Uh, all these practices are part of what are called the five arts of Chinese metaphysics it's one of the arts that's actually called mountain and of course included in that is martial arts, Qigong um, and these sort of energetic practices while you're where you're moving and even breath work and stuff like that so go check out ymaa.com and I'll put a link in the show notes. Don't forget to register for July's workshop, which will be July 25th, 4 p.m. And the subject is feng shui for the bedroom. It's a super easy beginner series um, that I'm doing over the next few months. And this month's focus is the bedroom. So if you're interested in learning some feng shui do's and don'ts for the bedroom, as well as some color um, theory, a little bit of color um, according to the feng shui elements, join me on the 25th and follow the link below to get registered to support the podcast be sure to subscribe leave a review and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested especially if you found this content useful to learn more about feng shui and chinese metaphysics follow the link to the website below